Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me, waking me up this morning, as well as giving me the activities of my limbs. I noticed that on some of the shoes, I want to say also, I'm noticing like a skipping. I don't know if it's the internet. I don't know what's going on. So if you're out there and if you know me personally, please call me and let me know if the sound is not sounding clear or if it's skipping. Because I know yesterday we had a very interesting topic as it relates to gun control or gun violence. But I noticed when I was listening to the show, it was like skipping words and things of that nature. So I don't know, but we're going to roll with it. But today's topic is entitled Timing. Now, you guys know I am always late. I am still sitting up here trying to send information out for the show, but I'm going to stop that right now because it's important that I share some information with you guys because I prayed on this. I didn't know what I was going to talk about today, which is why I didn't say the topic yesterday, but then it came to my spirit in regards to timing and what is timing about. Now, today's show is designed to address timing as it relates to God's timing. Because many individuals have been taught that timing is a choice. You know, we got individuals who graduate high school. They, you know, and I'm not saying we should never make plans. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm seeing is putting a different perspective on it as a believer in regards to what does the Bible have to say and what does God's word say when it comes to God's timing. So when we're talking about it being a choice, it being a judgment or control over something that should be done or that we should be doing, it can also be a particular point of time when something happens. Now, I haven't even watched the news today. I haven't even had my breakfast or Ms. Parks would say, baby, you eat your oatmeal. I ain't even did that. So you guys have to bear with me today. I'm hungry. I'm tired. My timing is off. <laughs> I'm all over the place today. But that's okay. Now, our carnal mind wants and expects things to happen as we plan. Because that's when we, we want things to go. We, you know, I planned it. I put all these thoughts together. I spent all this money. When we start talking about we want things to happen the way we want it to go, and sometimes good and bad. However, when it comes to God, we must remember that God's timing is always perfect. God's never early. He's never too late. But he's always on time. And I used to hear, especially church mothers say, God's always on time, and won't he do it? Now, when we start looking and we're thinking about things that are happening in our society, in the world, with that, the hotel, the condo that collapsed in Florida, a lot of people really don't want to hear that right now. And I get that. But part of it is changing one's perspective. I heard a news commentator was interviewing someone and despite the tragedy, you know, because we like to blame things on somebody. It's always going to be somebody's fault. But sometimes we, when we start talking about God's will for our life and the way things are supposed to happen, or his, we don't know that. We have no idea. So this is not to minimize things, but I do want to hear what you think and what your thoughts are, because, yes, God has the final say. So if you want to join in on this conversation, give me a call at 516-387-1914. Because like I said, I am, I'm not a big planner. I, I'm not. And I'm always late. And I just be like, well, whatever happened, happened. It's God's will. You know, I do the best I can. That's all I can do. But I know I do need to do better. I really do. Because I got a lot of stuff I got to take care of. So I want to share, like I said, some information when it comes to just we start talking about timing. And I brought up some things that basically what it says in the dictionary, and it defines timing as judgment or control when something should be done. Particular point or period of time when something happens. And 
internal combustion, like they talk about an engine, when we start talking about when moving things and moving parts, we, we kind of expect it. You know, we talk about the seasons. Now, we also talk about timing and math, where it can be defined as the ongoing and continuous sequence of events that occur in successions from the past to the present to the future. Now, the time, though, usually is based on a 12-hour clock. So some of you saw when I was putting the information out there and I was finding images of clocks and times and things so that individuals can have kind of an idea of what happens with that. So but what do we mean by timing? Now, the timing is when something happens or is done, especially when it is thought of as having good or bad effects on the result. The ability to choose the best moment for some action or movement. But are we really choosing? Do we really have control over this? Because sometimes you can want something bad to happen to somebody, and it may not happen to them. It might happen to you. When we start looking at life, life is very interesting. Now, when we talk about, well, if that's the case, what does good timing mean? Now, by definition, and they talk about uncountable, the skill, the love that is involved in doing something in a suitable moment, meaning perfect, good timing. The decision came with perfect timing. Just before this, it's like saying, like, I bought a business, I started a new job, perfect timing. It was your season. Some people say, you know, you had favor. But the thing is, we start talking about this is knowing what is the difference between timing and time is interesting, and what is the meaning of bad timing, meaning what is it bad timing? Some people used to say I was in the wrong place at the wrong time, or this shouldn't have happened the way that it happened, or when a relationship fails, or you know, because of circumstances. So that's when some individuals really talk about what bad timing is. So why is timing so important? And I don't know why the spirit just was like, you know what, Jeanette, this is something you really need to talk about. But timing is everything. The right timing is a crucial aspect of business, which allows one to achieve a more shorter period of time. Um, it has a lot to do with time management. It has a lot to do with productivity. And I mean, hey, the word could have been just for me because I know I suck when it comes to time management, when it comes to, you know, procrastinating and getting things done. Now, I'm going to get it done, but I shouldn't have made it so difficult. Now, then it goes into, we start talking about God's timing. What do that mean? I saw a lot of different things on the Internet, and, you know, it had a lot of, and I want to read some of it. And this one was written by a person named Alicia, the same God who orchestrated plans to marvelous from the minds to grasp within my reach right now. It's one of the things that she wrote in one of the little Pinterest things. So there's a lot of different things that are out there when it comes to God's timing. Now, my internet want to kind of make it stuck, and I can't see it. You know, as we, we get older, you know, God's timing, our vision, the first thing to start messing up, but that's okay. So one of the things that I liked, one of the ones that I found, that God is never early. You know, it's like, okay, God, you're right on time. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're here. <laughs> Thank you. But when we start talking about just these little things and these things and even what they even mean, we have to trust that God knows what he's doing. That right there is hard, especially when things don't seem to be going the way you would like them to. When life seems to be a challenge, how can I still trust? How can I rest in the Lord Wait patiently for him to act. I'm like, Lord, please, why? Now, another thing, and I'm reading, God has perfect timing, 
Again, never early, never late. It takes a little patience and faith, but it's worth the wait. Now, as we start talking about trusting God, believing in God, you know, many individuals have been wavering in their faith and their belief. Some people will say, you know, now is not a good time or why should I trust God? Why, if my family was in that building or that condo, it's like, God, why? But I can't question that. Now, I want to give you some information, and this is coming from an article entitled Daily She Pursues, and it indicates five good reasons to trust God's timing. Because a lot of times we don't know why things happen. We don't know. It's not for us to even say. Now, it says that I've learned a lot about the importance of trusting God's timing in seasons of waiting. I also know that it's easier said than done, and that is true. Like I said, I've been listening to a lot of individuals' perspective, what individuals have to say about the timing. It was the time of the COVID. When can we go back outside? When can we? We're hearing so much stuff. We don't even know who to even believe. So when we start talking about these different things, and we know that it's hard, and sometimes it's hard to see the reason for waiting. Now, personally, there are many things that people are still waiting on. They really are. And they would really like to see things work out. But some things we're still waiting on. And I'm going to give you what they indicate, which is five reasons to trust God's timing. And in hope that this list will encourage individuals in their waiting and help them see they can trust God while they're waiting. Now, I'm going to trust God because I don't even get my phone number out. I don't even know who's calling me. Okay. So, when we start talking about that, the first thing with regards to the five reasons, God knows the future, the past, and everything he plans comes to pass. Wow. He knows. Only I can tell you the future before it happens, and everything I plan will come to pass, for I do whatever I wish, and that is in Isaiah 46.10. God knows everything, but we don't. We see the world from limited perspective, but he sees everything. He knows the future, he knows the past, and everything he plans to come to pass. He knows when you're supposed to land your dreams. He knows when we're meant to marry the perfect guy or woman. You can trust him because even if he takes many years, it will come to pass. If God planned it, it is bound to happen. Now, I know in my personal life, I've seen some things, I've experienced some things, and I'll be like, Lord, and I know one of the things that my, um, I called my sister from another mother, she used to tell me, well, he know he can trust you. I'm like, really? I got to do all of this? Really? Now, his words has never failed, and it never will. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but the water and earth make it forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word. Be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I propose, and shall succeed things for which I sent it. Now, I was talking to my ex-husband today, because he had called me right before the show, he was supposed to be calling in, and it was interesting, because I was telling him, even though I'm doing these shows, I don't keep up with the stats and all that stuff, but I saw that individuals was listening in other countries you know, in the United States, in Australia, they had Germany, they had, and even though when I put this platform out here for individuals to call in, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But if it's God's will, and if it's his word that I'm supposed to, I'm going to do it because I'm going to be obedient. Now, when it indicated, and I said that God's word has never failed and it never will, you can trust his timing because he gave you a promise. He intends to follow through no matter how long it takes. He did not make a mistake when he made you and intentional. He knows what he's doing when he allows you to 
to wait. You know, I used to hear people say, wait on it, wait on it. And I used to be like, what am I waiting for? Why do I got to wait? I'm tired of waiting. I want it now. Because we in the flesh, we want immediate gratification. We like Burger King. We, we want to have it our way. But that's not always the case. And even if it seems like your timing is better, we know that God's way are the best. And again, if God spoke it, it will happen no matter how long it takes. When we see these things that are happening in the world, we see in kids fighting parents. We, see, we, you know, I've heard we're living in our last days. And a lot of times individuals be like, what do that mean? But I tell individuals, I'm going to ride it out to the wheels fall off because I can't control none of this. I really can't. Now, God has good intentions for you. A lot of times when things are going bad, we want to know why. We want to know what was God's plan. Sometimes it's a learning experience. Now, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, and not one of them will fall to the ground apart from each from your father. But even as the hairs of your head are all numbered, fear not. Therefore, you are more value than many sparrows. And that's in Matthew 10, 29 through 31. God has good intentions for you and cares for you deeply. Jesus says that even the hairs on your head are numbered. You are valuable to him. Now, I know a lot of times times get hard. People get tired. You know, it it just becomes too much, and people don't know what to do. And that's where we got to go back, and we got to trust him. If he's making you wait, it's for your good and for his glory. You may not be able to see it or see the bigger picture, but you can trust God's timing because he loves you and only wants what is good for you. Now, sometimes when we start talking about man or woman and they say, oh, I got this for you, I got, I trust God. Now, another thing, he has proven himself trustworthy before. A lot of times, why do you go out there and trust somebody you don't even know? Or we sit up here listening to all these individuals tell us certain things, but considering that God has proven himself trustworthy before, know, therefore, that the Lord your God is God, the faithful God who keeps covenant and steadfast love with those who love him and keep him, keep his commandment to a thousand generations. And that's in Deuteronomy 7, 9. God has always kept his promise. We can look back on our life and think of a promise God made to you in the past. Just do that for a minute. Think about something that you've read or you've heard or you heard your, your mother say, your grandmama say, and God made you a promise in the past, think about what he hasn't kept. I understand it. God's timing, you can believe in his faithfulness. When the waiting season feels long and hard, remember, he has always been there for you. Don't believe the lie that God isn't there for you. A lot of times when things are going so bad, things are so heavy on your heart, you know, you're losing a parent, a child, a loved one. And we're like, well, where's God? Where was God when these school, these school shootings was happening? Where was God when that condo collapsed? Where was God when, you know, we say that because we were projecting. It's a defense mechanism. Now, I'm not a biblical scholar. I don't claim to be. That's why I like whatever individuals call in on the show so that they can talk about these things because I'm a therapist. So I look at things from a therapeutic perspective. But by that same token, I'm still a child of God and I am a believer. Now, when we start talking about, well, that happened to you because you were dead, that happened, no, no, you do not have to believe that God, that lie, that God isn't there for you because he is. He's been faithful to you before, and he will be faithful to you again. Now, also, we said, and it indicates, he's always on time. But do not overlook this fact that the Lord one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. Hey, Joanne, you got any questions? I don't know where, you, where your sister at. So text me any questions you have or message me any questions because we start talking about God's timing. That's today's topic as we're talking about timing. Now, remember, 
God is always on time. He is, it's not our time, it's his time. And the Bible says that one day in God's eye is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like one day. So we sit up here like, Lord, how long is it going to take? How long is it before my Boaz come or before my bank account have six-digit figures? What I have to do? You got to learn how to trust, and you got to learn how to be obedient because he sees a much bigger picture than we see. Trust his timing because he's never late. What is meant to happen will happen in the right time for you if you're walked according to God's lead. And a lot of times that, like I said, it can seem hard, it can be tiresome, but you got to keep the faith. And you got to also know that waiting is, is not always easy, but God will carry you through it if you let him. Who would have thought COVID was going to still be around? Well, how is somebody calling me? Who would have thought that we would still be dealing with this after all of this time? But it's happening. It is definitely happening. So sometimes we got to make a list. We got to, you know, count it all joy. We got to go back and reflect on some things that have happened in our life, you know, and and we got to be grateful. Got to be grateful. You got to be thankful. Now, again, if you want to call in and you want to share some information, give me a call, 516-387-1914. I don't want to start calling individuals and putting them on blast because that's not what I'm supposed to be doing. But I want to also share seven Bible verses as it relates to God's perfect timing. Because you got to go back to the word. you got to go back to where this is coming from. Now, in the midst of hardship, we tend to feel our prayers and cries to God that they're not being heard because we may not see an immediate change in our situation. And that's one of the things that I've been doing. You said you were in Vegas. Joy, you went to Vegas and you left me? You know you're wrong for that. Or is Terry them in Vegas? To answer that question, are you in Vegas or are they in Vegas? Hopefully y'all left me. But that's okay. That is okay. Oh, Tammy's in Vegas. Okay, gotcha. Because I've been wanting to go to Vegas, but I don't feel like driving. Now, in the midst of hardship, like I said, we tend to feel our prayers and our cries are not being heard because we may not see immediate change in our situation. Now, this is what we call a misconception. Because even though it may seem bad, it may not be as bad as we may even think it is. Because this misconception is how our relationship with God actually should be. We are to put all of our trust unto or into the hands of God's hand. And after all, God is greater than our heart, and he knows everything. And in 1 John 3.20, and just because we do not see an immediate change doesn't mean that God did not hear you. I've heard individuals who say, can you pray for me? Or can you, you have a better relationship. You know what? You can pray to God and talk to God just like somebody else can. Sometimes it's okay to have people stand in the gap for you and have an ancestry prayer, but he will listen to you just like he listens to everybody else. Now, the following seven Bible verses are just a few words, God, that reassures us that God's timing is always perfect, even when we can't see it. First one, he is patient. And that's in Second Peter chapter 3, 8 through 9. But do not forget this one thing, dear friends. With the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand slowness. I understand the slowness. I'm trying to get to that. And you talking about in um, Ecclesiastes? Okay, I see that. Joanne, you said you at home. Joanne, you know you can call in if you're at home. Um, the Lord, like I said, is not slow, as some understand slowness. Instead, he is patient with you not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Now, that is huge because a lot of times individuals think that God forgot about them because of things that they've done, things that they've said. All we got to do is repent, ask for forgiveness, 
whole situation can even turn itself around and change. What we may comprehend as seeing slow response is due to God not listening to us. We're not taking time to be patient. God is patient with us, and we, in return, should be patient with him. Now, it is very easy to compare ourselves to others and wonder why something has come through for them, but it hasn't happened for us. And that's not really a healthy way to even go about it because you don't want to compare yourself. We need to understand that there is a purpose and a reason for something not happening or not changing. I feel that it is us that needs to be doing the changing, starting with being patient. Now, let me log on this caller because I don't like talking about my field. Hi, this is Jeanette. How are you doing? It's Joanne. How are you? Well, you off from work today? No, I am working. <laughs> I work from home, remember? You what? I work from home, remember? Oh, okay. You know what? That is true. That is true. But I know sometimes you be in meetings and things like that. But thank you for joining me. Now, when we talk yeah. about God's timing, you know sometimes that's hard. And I don't know if it's because where we're at in our Christian walk or where we're at in our spiritual maturity or where we're just at in life. Because that patience, Lord, I have become more patient now in my mm-hmm. 50s than I've ever been in my life. Because Amen. before I would rush to make decisions, I would, because you know I would have bought my house in, in um, Marietta by now, and I'm just still being patient. And now I'm mad because right. the doggone prices that went up is ridiculous. But but I'm, I'm still trusting God. I'm still not trying to be impulsive. But let's talk about that patience, Joanne, because I know you can be a very patient individual sometimes. How do you teach people to be patient? Okay, I can't hear you. All right. I know I didn't lose you, but I just can't hear you. So I was talking about that patience and how do we develop that type of patience. And like I said, we need to understand that there's a purpose, reason, things are happening, changing, and sometimes we have to change. And like I said, it starts with being patient. And a lot of times individuals have a difficult time being patient. It could be the immediate gratification. Sometimes it's just that they're hurting. Sometimes it's that they may lack the understanding. Like I said, sometimes it takes maturity, whether it's spiritual maturity, mental maturity, trying to develop your call to drop. The second one, God directs. God directs our path. Sometimes we want to take all the credit. We think we done did something. We think we like the bomb.com. No, we're not. Now, in Proverbs 16:9, in their hearts, human plans their courses, but the Lord establishes their steps. That is deep. I don't take credit for none of this stuff. You know, when I'm, you know, sometimes people think, oh, Jeanette, you would sound like you're bragging. No, I'm not bragging. I'm grateful. Very humble. I appreciate it. Thank you for calling back, Joanne. I'm going to go back. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. I was asking about the patience. How can a person develop mm-hmm. patience and waiting for God? Because, like I said, sometimes it comes with a great deal of maturity. Well, what is your take on that? Well, for me, I'm patient because I come from a huge family. And so I'm the middle child, and I learned to be patient. <laughs> I just <laughs> learned to wait for my turn. That's yeah. how I am. But um, I think you hit the nail on the head when you said um, – um, your growth spiritually, mm-hmm. you became patient as mm-hmm. you learned more. For me, I'm the same way. As I learned more about Christ and and um, built my relationship with him, I became more patient. Um, as I got older, I became more patient because his timing is not our timing. Girl, I yeah, I'm like, oh my God, one day is like a thousand. What? That a I, thousand? What? Yes, to him, one day, our one day, twenty four hours is like a thousand to thousand what years to him. Mhm. And I'm like, 
that's crazy, but you have to learn to understand that. that sometimes uh, when you're when you think you're ready for something, you're actually not. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very careful what you ask for because sometimes, you know, God is, he's our father, right? Mm-hmm. And I've learned that, I learned that he treats us exactly like he's our parents. If we mm-hmm. allow him, you know, if we submit our will to his and we trust him. He will treat you just like he is your father and your kids. You know how you do your kids? I see my daughter like she knows everything. So what do I do? I let she go out, go ahead, and then she experienced whatever, and she's like, "Mom, yeah, I know. I tried to warn you, but you know, you don't listen. You let them go so far, they bump Correct. their heads, and then they learn. <laughs> you know what?" I- it's, it's funny you said that. I, I thought about Delano. Delano said one time he was so mad at his daughter. He said, Lord, we'll, but just don't kill her. Just don't kill her, Lord. But, but beat the hell out of her. Just don't kill her. You know? Yeah, exactly. Because they don't yeah. listen. They don't That's listen. That's me. I I'm like, I'd be like, ooh, something I don't even want to answer the phone. Just do what you want to get. Exactly. I'm like, Lord, you like, my patient. Like, we don't If we trust God, we don't know everything, so we just have to wait on him. You don't have to, you don't actually. So you go ahead and do it the way you want to do it, and mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, the results are not what you were looking for, and then you learn patience the hard way. That's so true. I'm just like, be patient. I'm waiting, um, you know, waiting for my Boaz, you know, because let uh, <laughs> These bows out here, they they not bows, but they are, you, you know. <laughs> what you say, the other part of it? <laughs> yeah, the part. Well, and, you know, and the thing is, it goes back to some of the things that we've heard either Pastor Robinson say or Daddy Sell say, you know, they slow, but they worth waiting on. It's like, okay, how slow are you supposed to be? Come on now. You know, just catch up, just a little bit, just a little bit. You know, and, and it's just interesting, but you have to learn how to to, like I said, to be patient. And and when I say God directs and talk about in Proverbs 69 and talk about in our hearts, we have these plans, these courses, we, but it's it's the Lord who establishes their steps. And we're all guilty of things when times are good and when it's not. We create these plans in our heart and quickly find ourselves and they fall. Like you said, going back to your daughter, things don't happen the way we think that they're going to happen. But if we confide in the Lord and let him bring us to where we need to be, then there isn't anything yeah. for the earth feeling. And right. We to get and you know, Jeanette, and you know while you're waiting, um, your, your mindset changes. Like you yes. are, you become more mature and you don't ask for silly things anymore. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't ask God. You know, you don't ask for certain stuff because you, you grew up. You know better than that. But mm-hmm. um, you still have some babes in Christ um, or just some flat-out immature people or ignorant. I was ignorant for a long time. I only have – I only had – my mom kept us on a short leash. So, so I was – we were either going to church or coming from church. <laughs> and school, that's – I was in my early 30s. Before I even started realizing what some what things meant, like um, mm-hmm. one song, on a ride, ride the white pony. I never oh, even knew really? what that meant. Girl, you know I was pitching a white person, <laughs> right? My mind was just. So you didn't know about genuine. You know, genuine ain't got a concert coming up. <laughs> oh no! Wow! I learned late. It was in my 30s because I was a late bloomer. We were so sheltered all the way up until, like, my 20s. Even when I got married, my first marriage, it was like, I don't know anything. I don't know. But I lived in, my glasses were so rosy. <laughs> Everything was so innocent. And then the uh, well, and you know what? And that's not a bad thing. That's not a bad thing. When you were talking about that, and sometimes, like I said, we always want things, and sometimes it's materialistic. You know, right now my granddaughter right. graduated high school, and she wants a car. And cars mm-hmm. right now are three mm-hmm. times the amount. It's ridiculous. 
So at first I got kind of yeah. mad because she wanted my Mercedes. And I'm like, you know what? I'll give it to her. I'll buy me another one. Then I thought about it. I'm not going to send that child to school with no Mercedes. All hell going to break right. out. Then I'm really going to be mad. Because I'm like, you better not so, be coming on with a snack or two, such and such and such and such. such. No, we ain't rolling like that. So then I went to well, go get my car. Mm-hmm. And I was girl, I went to CarMax because you know, Joanne, I, I just yeah. had one vehicle. I always had more than one vehicle. Now I only got uh-huh. one. But I, but I don't drive uh-huh. nowhere no more. And I don't want to drive. Uh-huh. So I got to be patient. Girl, why did I go to right. CarMax? I'm going to tell you what, took, what put me off a lot. Joanne, I was uh-huh. in CarMax and I saw a 19, no, it's not a 2018 BMW for $92,000. I said, $92,000. $92,000. Who in their right mind go buy a BMW for $92,000? I said, you know how long it's going to take me to pay back that $92,000? I, I heard them got off that line. <laughs> I wasn't just running by. Really? You know, you know, Jeanette, um, you changed your mind because you got some sense now. you like, that's crazy. Any other time I would have did it because I was having $700 car notes, $500 car notes back in the yeah. 20 years ago. I was used to it. Yeah. Well, that $92,000 just left me right upside my head. I'm like, oh, heck no. Then I'm like, okay, I want a truck. You know, I'm going to give me a yeah. Tahoe. I'm going to the Tahoe $70,000. My daughter was like, Mom, yeah. who go ride in it with you? Right. Why you want that? It is just you. I, you know, I don't pay the water. Girl, honey, I, yeah. left that, I left that thing that it placed my money in my pocket. I'm like, uh-uh, no. That, that's crazy. Right. Now, Pat, I see you watching, Pat. You know you can call me in. But that's okay. That is okay. So when we start talking about that and Joanne, like I said, we've learned to develop patience because, you know, like you said, ain't no fool like an old fool. So you don't want to be messing around sitting up there. What the heck am I going to do with a $92,000 car that I got to pay for? Right. So, again, you know, I, I was going to say you mentioned your granddaughter um, wanted a car. And, by the way, I can't even believe that baby out of high school. <laughs> Me and you used to drive around with her in the car. <laughs> I know. All grown up, your daughter. I can't believe it. But um, speaking of cars, um, Morgan, you know, when she got her license, she her uncle Johnny got her that used Mercedes, right? So it was paid for Morgan. She worked and she paid for it herself, right? So she paid for it. That's a good thing. She's still driving that car. But last year she was all she was saying she wanted a car. A new car. Mom, my friends are all getting new cars. I want a new car. I want a new car. I said, do you want a new payment? <laughs> and when she went to take your car to get an oil change, I went with her to get an oil change and get some little stuff done on her car, and, and she paid for it. She thought I was going to pay for it. I accompanied her and made her pay for it. You know her mind changed quick, right? She don't want no oh, new yeah. car. Oh, yeah. So I'm glad I have a car payment. And her, the insurance is under my insurance. You know, she's glad. That was our so issue. That was our issue. Learn, as you get older and you start bearing responsibility, mm-hmm. you learn. And you, you know your mind, it'll change. So you have to oh, wait yeah. and be patient. After you've yeah. been on your job with her for a while, you have to build some work history, mm-hmm. credit history. Then you can get a new car in your name and pay for it and all of that. But you're blessed right now. You don't you don't even realize it. Your car's mm-hmm. still running. No car payment. No, you know, my insurance. But you're good. Mm-hmm. And now she's but starting to realize you know, We're going to appreciate it. Like I said, ever since you've been knowing me, I've been yeah. saying, I'm going to buy a house in Marietta. I'm going to buy me another house. I move back to my rental yeah. property. I'm still in my dog's own yeah. rental property. I quit and gave up my other house. But then when I be looking yeah. at a million dollars, really? I got to who the hell will be up in that house? <laughs> right. That's right. me and my dog in separate bedrooms now. So when we start talking about yeah. his time, and you brought up Ecclesiastic, and there is a time for everything and a season for every activity mm-hmm. that happens. And God never promised us that our life on earth would be easy. 
But he did say that there's a time and a season for everything. And if you continue reading through, we go through these different verses, we can learn something. And we might think it's that, but God has told us there's a purpose for it all. Now, mm-hmm. and something they always read at funerals. They say it's a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, and a time to uproot, a time to kill, a time to heal, a time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones, and a time to gather them, a time to embrace, and a time to refrain from embracing, a time to search, mm-hmm. a time to give up, a time to keep and a time to throw away. Ooh, I need to have a lot of stuff. A time to tear and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to mm-hmm. love, a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. So when we go mm-hmm. into these different things, it's about a, having a better understanding. You know, I remember one time mm-hmm. I had a tell me about a season and I didn't know what he was talking about. I thought he was talking about winter, spring, fall. I'm like, what, what does that mean? But as uh-huh. we mature, we learn it's a time for everything, a time. That's right. I agree. And you know what else I learned? I learned that God, you know, I'm always saying, you know, a lot of people, we waiting for our husband, isn't that right, man? Well, um, God's not a matchmaker. Um, uh, but sometimes the we more, get ourselves up in them situations. <laughs> yeah, God's not a matchmaker. Um, he gives you wisdom enough mm-hmm. to you decide who you want to be with. He ain't a matchmaker, but what do we do? We blame God. Mm-hmm. If it's a good thing, God sent me this man. When it break up, God sent also we blame everything on God. But I learned in my, you know, own experience, God's not a matchmaker. The more experience I got about, you know, dating and learning myself, mm-hmm. I learned my and who I was and what I wanted, what I will allow, what I won't allow. And then that's how you learn to choose a better partner or you end up with someone compatible with. Um, Still, I heard somebody tell somebody one time, Joanne, God ain't going to send you nobody else's husband. So how you go to the Right. <laughs> ain't going to do that. He was not a husband, right? God ain't going to be nobody else's husband. Yeah, that's so, craziness. That's craziness. Mm-hmm. Those are, you know, I think sometimes those are babes in Christ. They're still learning. And I always say, People that make those kind of statements are people that haven't actually delved into the word and really studied and built their relationship with God because you just wouldn't say that. It just <laughs> that's all you mean. God is I know, but they have. They have. Now, this is the fourth one that they talk about, Joanne, and they talk about live for today. And in Proverbs yeah. 27, 1, do not boast mm-hmm. about tomorrow, for you do yeah. not know what that day may bring. That's what goes Amen. like love, not promise. And recognizing that each day we rise from our beds, we have only God to thank for it. We do not know what tomorrow will bring, so we should celebrate each day and live in honoring God and the gifts of life that we take for granted. Because a lot of people didn't wake up this morning. You know, I That's haven't it. even looked at social media today or the news or the, you know, I haven't done anything because I got up first thing I did. I went exercise. I'm trying to still work mm-hmm. on this weight. I'm trying to get my sexy back. So, yeah. Even though my sexy didn't go too far, but I'm just trying to lose some of these pounds, you know. But the thing you is, you want to be comfortable. I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm doing that for me, my health, because now we're really, now that we're older, we're really understanding how important it is to just be healthy for one thing. Girl, I'm you know, it ain't. Just, I ain't playing yeah, with that. Ooh, I died. I said, mm-hmm. one more time. They still saying pre. As long as we ain't saying I got it, they pre. I'm pre. I got to get some of the yeah. weight down. And it's hypertension. Yeah. But that is true. That is true. Yeah. But we cannot, we, we need to stop taking things for granted. That's right. 100%. Now, and this is another thing they talk about, Joanne. Our lives uh-huh. can change in a blink of an eye, which gives oh, us boy. even more powerful purpose to live for today and not bread about anything that may come tomorrow because we may not even see tomorrow. When I was, when I did see, I think it was last night, and the man was in the condo, and he was saying how he thought it was an earthquake in Florida, and the stuff started shaking, and and he just couldn't mm-hmm. believe it. You know, they was like, this kind of stuff ain't supposed to happen. Some of it's about to get clean. It's 150-something people still miss it. You know, that may be yeah. caught up in that business. 
So when we start talking about the in just a blink of an eye, you know, you could just be one minute, you could be driving down the road, the next minute you could be in a car. You're like, what, what just happened? So in other words, God has given us today, and we should rejoice in these moments, not future mm-hmm. ones. Now, it's okay to plan. I'm not saying don't plan. But what I'm seeing yeah. is we should thank God when we open our eyes every morning. Thank you, Lord, for letting me see another day. Even though 3 o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning I'm saying when I got to get up and use the bathroom, but thank God I didn't mean to be. <laughs> thank you. I've been getting up wobbling. Right every teasing me because I've been wobbling to the bathroom. My feet be hurt so bad. I've been like, Lord, thank you for me just waking me up so I can't go use the bathroom. <laughs> but I mean, things can we take nothing for granted. Yep, don't take nothing for granted. And the fifth one, it no. talks about hope and a future, and that's in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 12. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper and not to harm you, plans to give you hope for a future. Then you will call me and come to pray to me, and I will listen to you. God has created a plan for each of us. The way we go about trusting his plan can dictate our overall happiness. You know, a lot of times, Joy, and I hear people say, well, I'm just not happy. So why? Mm-hmm. They can't even say why you're not happy. But they can say you're not happy. So what do that mean? Yeah. Or you even know. They're, they're just basing it on their emotions for the day. That something probably didn't go their way. Mm-hmm. You know? I know my daughter. She, I, always, I can only use my daughter as an example of myself. You can... If something don't go your way or you just if things don't turn out how you thought they would, you can be sad. It'll affect you, and you're just immediately like, I'm not happy. And I start telling my daughter, make your day. You decide what your day's going to be. If you get up, we say, wrong side, you're feeling a certain way, change your thinking. You know, start thinking positive. Think, what does the word say about thinking on these things, good things? Whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are honest, and just change your thinking. And it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight because, you know, Morgan's face be blank. She used to be like, and <laughs> that blank face and blank stare, but I've learned that she's listening. And mm-hmm. and later she'll be like, oh, she's happy. And, what? oh, what happened, honey? You know, and she'll tell me. It's all about how you you decide. You make your day what you want it to be. Mm-hmm. If you want to feel feeling depressed. Figure out why you're feeling it. What, what happened? And it's really nothing. You know, you change that thought really quick because the enemy will pounce on that. As soon as you speak it and put that into the atmosphere, oh, that's you know what, Joanne? I even went back on my psychology today and changed my little uh-huh. profile thing. I don't even want to deal with depression. I, I, I can't. I, I don't have the energy. I don't have, when I hear the whole woe is me or because my personality clashes with that. And I understand that yeah. depression is real. I get it, even as a therapist, but it's so draining. It is so draining. And when we yeah. start talking about that God has created a plan for us each day and the way we go about trusting him, it, it takes our overall happiness. We, mm-hmm. When we pray, we open up the communication line between God and ourselves. It allows mm-hmm. us to go to or seeking help anywhere else, and it shows our submission to him and his plans for us. And the plans that he has for us always exceed our wildest expectations because it aligns us with what it is we should be doing. Because if you're doing it right, like you've told me before, too, only what we do for God will last. That's you know? right. So when you're yeah. doing what you're supposed to be doing, when you where you're supposed to be, then good things will mm-hmm. happen. God will honor that. Another thing that I'm looking at, Joy, is talking about wait quietly. Now, that mm. one is wait quietly. And that's in Lamentations, chapter 3. I didn't even know that was a book in the Bible. 25, 26. Mm-hmm. The Lord mm-hmm. is good to those who hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is the good. it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. The last thing we think of doing in a bad situation is waiting. We tend to act mm-hmm. hastily without actually thinking or fleeing an issue to avoid certain emotions or the mm-hmm. reality of our business. Now, that is huge. 
the reality of our choices, because some of the things are our choices, and we make that choice, and we want to blame God, we want to blame our mamas, we want to blame everybody in the world for what we did, mm-hmm. instead of going back to the reality of our choices. We also don't often do this quietly either. When we put our right. hope in the Lord, we find that we can stand quietly and still giving it over to God since he is in control in the first place. God is always good and has always given us the gift of salvation through his son, Jesus Christ. So we should stand still in the middle of the storm and know God is there and is in control. Yeah. And God is huge joy because we want to go and tell everybody. We want a peace uh-huh. party. Just be quiet. Just take it to the, just yeah. be quiet. You ain't going to tell the whole world what you're going through. Because some yeah. people don't care because they got their own stuff they're dealing with. And, no and you know, people, I usually tell that um, if you're constantly talking about the same thing every time I talk to you, you're not healed. And you say that you are. You're not. If mm-hmm. you were, why talk about the same thing over and over? But I thought you were healed from that. You're not because mm-hmm. you keep talking about it. There's nothing, nothing has changed in that situation, and you keep talking about it. Um, for me, I knew I was healed when I can walk in the same room as my ex <laughs> and his girlfriend, his baby mama, because I used to be sick over that. But nobody ever knew. I had, I had someone uh, tell me, I heard some people talking about you and your husband, and I was saying you were divorced, and I was like, they're not divorced. I go to church with them every Sunday. And I said, well, first off, I've been divorced for three years. What? I didn't know. I said, because it's none of your business. Mm-hmm. I went through the life, and nobody knew except for the past, whoever needed to know. But mm-hmm. nobody knew because that's not your business. And then the healing process, that took, that was like six years for me. Mm. Silence. In silence. If I had been talking over and over, that would have prolonged my healing. Even as a therapist, Joanne, I tell people it's like picking at your wounds. If you know you hurt, if you know something, the more you pick at it, that scab, it's not going to heal. Mm-hmm. It's not going mm-hmm. to heal. All it's going to do is bring out other emotions. Take it to the yes. Lord. Pray for your yes. healing. Ask to be delivered. Ask to be stricken yes. from all these ill-will feelings that you may be having. And especially if it's a relationship with somebody else. If it didn't work between you two and they found some happiness and moved on or they were somebody, or even if they was the, the DOG that you know that they didn't go, you, girl, at least he ain't bothering you. I'll be like, Lord, honey, yeah. I, I wish you the best. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> That's how I, I look at it. And that goes back to what we were saying earlier. Um, the person just wasn't I mean, and my I keep using myself, I don't know anybody else's situation, but for me, I had to analyze myself, you know, and learn myself and why did I make the decisions that I made, you know, and at the end of the day, I never should have married that person because I was on the rebound. And he never we never got married. He's on the rebound, I was on the rebound. Yeah. To her but people know that. They don't know yeah. that. Or either but I didn't know that because I didn't teaching me anything. I didn't have anybody to talk to me. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. And I was, in, I was in the church, and the church mothers at the time, they come in the church smiling, and what they you didn't know, I didn't know that they even experienced anything in their life, because they weren't yeah. sharing that. They wasn't. They wasn't. You know, and, and yeah. back in Joanne, it was part of their belief. You know, my daughter brought up something to my attention, and because yesterday's show they were talking about part of the problem is the man and the father in the home. But then I started thinking, even with the father in the home, the father in the home got to be mature. The father in the home got to be mm-hmm. healthy. You know, and some mm-hmm. older women used to have this saying, having a piece of man is better than having no man at all. I don't want a piece of nothing. No. <laughs> if it no. ain't whole, if it ain't mine, no. I don't want it. 
But see, but the women were teaching and training younger women, girl, you don't want to be old with a bunch of cats. You know, I don't like yes. cats anyway. So yes. they were putting and initiating that fear. And then what happened is it was devaluing individuals' self-worth and their, self, yes. their love for themselves. And no, you yes. don't have to. No, you don't have to just settle for that. So you yeah. got to be healthy, and he got to be healthy, too. And it's not 50-50. Mm-hmm. It's 100-100. See, now that yeah. I'm older and more mature, I'm not going to get myself in what the, an entanglement. I get caught up. No, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to do it. I'm just not. I, I don't have that kind but of energy. topic, Jeanette, that you should have, your next topic is is about the church mothers. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. About yeah, that. We talked about that, and um, I, as a matter of fact, when I did the show about church mothers, I couldn't find nobody to talk to, so I called your mama. Okay. I missed that. <laughs> your mama was talking about how the church mothers used to be versus the way the church mothers are today, you know, so we could go back and talk about that and revisit that again, because now that the churches are opening back up. What's going to be the attitude? What is the role that they play? What is it? How are you going to train all of these younger individuals if a leadership? How are you going to teach them? You know, it's about mm-hmm. role modeling and appropriate behavior. See, I appreciate yeah. Parks and your mother. See, because they didn't lie to me. They was honest with me about some things. When I would go to them and talk to them, because I mean, you'd have been uh, back in the day, honey, there was many a night. I would go call your mother late at night, and we'd be sitting on the phone laughing and talking. And so exactly. I knew that you, you were already a full-grown woman. Yeah, well, you, you were already full-grown woman, already full-grown physically, mm-hmm. but mentally. So we were we learned etiquette. We learned all that stuff in the church, but they weren't talking about marriages, like their experiences, true experiences, and you know, the good and the bad, they were sharing, like, the good, but not the bad until later, like, when I came up and I, had, well, I was after my first marriage and I started, I just started asking, this doesn't this does make sense. You know, when I was starting to get more and more to, in the word myself instead of just listening and mm-hmm. studying myself, it's just, it don't make sense. So I start asking more questions. I learned the right questions to ask because I'm curious. They're not going to just no, volunteer information. you got to know the right questions to ask. Yes. Because they don't want yes. you judging them based on some of the things that they've done. So it's how yes. you go about it. See, that's why, girl, like I said, there was me, me, my, me and Miss Perth, girl, we would sit like we'd be at a drive-in. We would be in her driveway listening to old school music, sitting there, and I'd yes. just be picking my brain, talking. <laughs> I, and I, I listened to that. Hey, I had some questions. Look, you know, uh, I thought, what, 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 ourselves, 
we will find that path will lead us down a purposeful path. So don't rely on yourself, rely on God. So that's what happens. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we run to people, we run to our friends, we run to sometimes we gotta take it to God. Now the only way we can trust our timing is through spending time with him, allowing his words to shape our heart and to bend on our knees before him. As our relationship with him progresses, the ability to be patient, still, and obedient only becomes a necessity for this relationship. Mm-hmm. Now, anything else you want the listeners to know before we end today, because that's a lot of information. And, you know, and it goes back to it's not about us. It's not about right. us. Right. I with my my daughter, um, I taught her tried to teach her at every age something. Um, because I didn't want her to grow up to be full grown and not know anything, you know. And that's how I felt. Like I was just ignorant. I was just didn't know anything about life. Everything was just rose-colored glasses. So I didn't uh-huh. want her to be full-grown and not know anything. I'm like 54, and I feel like I still have this young spirit, and I'm vibrant. I'm aging, but it's like I'm just I'm growing now because yeah, you know. But you know, I want to say I want to say this because mm-hmm. I know we've been time, and I gotta go make me some breakfast because I'm hungry. <laughs> but um, girl, I have not had breakfast, and it's all it's lunchtime. But what I want to yeah. say is. Because I hear what you're saying with your daughter, and from knowing you, as long as I've been knowing you, a lot of times, mm-hmm. my daughter told me one time, she said, Mom, you used to tell us all these things, and it gave us nightmares. Because it seemed like I would tell the good, the bad, and the indifferent, mm-hmm. but I've also learned a lot from her. So, therefore, yes. I was able to take what I experienced, because remember, our core belief system is based on what we experience, what we believe, what we were told. So that's a part right. of how we get to where we are. But see, but they can teach us something too. So I listen yes. to some things that my daughter say, and then I learn yes. from her, she learns from me. It's like having a friend. They said, if you're smarter uh, than all of their friends, you need some new friends. You know, that's exactly. why I like a variety of different individuals, even with different cultures, yes. so that I can learn something. I don't want to know everything. People, even my clients, are like, yes. didn't you so good? I'd be like, I know what I need to know when I need to know it. If I don't need exactly. to know it, I don't want to know it. My brain is like a car. Yes. It'd be on overload. I ain't got time for all of that. I want to break. Exactly. So, and that'll kill you, too. <laughs> oh, yes, it will. Aneurysm, blood clumps, stress, uh-uh. Exactly. I ain't got time for all of that. So part Me, of you, you do too much. When you do too much and you're not resting, uh, the word tells us to rest too. You have to rest this body, mm-hmm. and you have to rest your mind. Like when you sleep, um, if you didn't get a p- peaceful night of sleep, then you're not rested. Your body mm-hmm. has to shut down. Your body has to shut down mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Okay. No, and to really rest. And if you got so much on your brain running through your mind, what happens? A lot of people you see that's Old, look old and older than us and age. It's like mm-hmm. they've had a rough life, worrying, you know, all. This. And um, I'm like, I've been at peace, girl. I'm at peace. And somebody was telling me the other day, you do not look 54. I mean, you don't. I said, thank you. Something like I said, honey, something you gotta just turn it over to the right. Lord. Let God handle it. They say He don't sleep, He don't slumber. Hey, Lord, take this because I, I need a break. I, I definitely need a break. And yeah. Want to be in control. We want to be in control. Yeah, I don't. I love it. I think control. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me, Joanne. I appreciate it. I have not forgot about the. I still need to come out that way. But I appreciate you. I miss hanging out with you guys. Um, and we'll figure out some more work, topics. Work, work. Yeah, I wanna um, I'll tell you something that that one topic I've been I've been watching and listening and talking about topics, but the one topic that I thought we should mention about I'm I'm sure you saw that viral thing about Monique and the bonnet, the hair bonnet. <laughs> no, I haven't seen that. Bonnet, I haven't seen it. Wearing bonnets out in public. 
Oh, no, girl. You know what? My grandfather wouldn't even let us wear house shoes and scarves. We got a whooping. You neither. He's out there looking country and just looking just ghetto fabulous with stuff wrapped around your head and house shoes on your feet. That was a no-no in my family. Right. Well, just look that up, and we can just put that out there because that's a viral topic. And in my opinion, it's just like yours. That's how we were taught, too, not to go outside not dressed, and my mom, make sure you got on some clean underwear in case you get an accident. That's true. But see, but you know what? Sometimes people think that they can just go out looking any kind of way they want to. And nobody said you got to go out there looking like a glamour girl. And I'm going to use this. This right. is what I've always experienced. I was one that was on the, on the weekends where I was sweatsuit queen. I put on me some sweatsuits, or back in the day it was a movie short when I could show my booty yeah. and body. And my mother would be like, you didn't go put some clothes on. But I was mm-hmm. comfortable mm-hmm. because of the skin. But I'm going to tell you, and this is what I've always experienced. When you do it, you always run into somebody you know. That's true. That's true. Sneak in the door. I try to go. You go run yep. into somebody you know. That's now, true. I'm not ashamed yeah. of it, but, you know, you, you got to at least look decent. Take care of yourself, That's- you know. Yeah. But send me, send I- me some information. We can talk about that because... You know, that sounds like a cultural thing, but, you know, because some things that other cultures do wrap their hair and stuff, but don't mm-hmm. be going out there just looking just raggedy like that. That's not cool. Mama, and my mother, my mother used to come to parties in, in the neighborhood where we would sneak out and go to parties because my mother would be walking down the street with a robe on, a hood over her head, girl with a 38. We used to be like, they'd be like, your mama walking up and down the street yeah. We walk, but she didn't, wear, she didn't have on house shoes in case she had to run. She put on a robe, yeah. girl, and a pair of tennis shoes. Crazy. <laughs> we used to be like, uh, that was, girl, back with hoodies, girl, they, they weren't even talking about hoodies. Girl, I'm going to throw a hood over her head, put on that robe. Girl, I, I still got that robe. That robe, girl, I see that robe. Uh-uh, I got to go. My mama looking for me. <laughs> My mom, wait, yeah, she on her way. <laughs> Thank you. Bye-bye.